0: The Dallas Stars fall in overtime to the Calgary Flames by a final score of 4 3 in a game they just really never seem to have a handle on. Let's talk about it next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer, 105.3 The Fan, and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. Be sure to subscribe. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, and on YouTube. Be sure to hit that notification bell. And as always, thank you so much for making us a part of your day and making us your first listen. The Dallas Stars fall in overtime to the Calgary Flames last night by a final score of 4-3, to where they played well enough to get the point, but not earn the full two. Disappointing, but they did take three out of the possible four points in the road trip, which is the good sign as they head home on Saturday afternoon, and uh, just really never seemed to have a grasp in the contest, even though they held a lead uh, for quite a while. Uh, Mason Marchment Popped a couple of goals in, which was a great sign. And we'll touch on him later and some of the great success he's been having this season. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit fanDuel.com/slash locked on to get started. So we'll start here. I was thinking to myself in the first 10 minutes of the game that this was just a real frisky game inside the Saddle Dome. (laughs) It was uh, not going to be a a lot of pretty plays. It felt like there was going to be a lot of ricochets and deflections and just kind of the puck bouncing around and whoever had some puck luck that night was going to cash in a few times. And Calgary certainly had those and so did the Stars in a lot of matters. But it just felt like Dallas really never had a handle on the game and the way it was playing out, it just felt like Dallas was not going to end up on the right side of things as the game got more and more uh, into it. Uh, It was almost a complete opposite feeling of the game on Tuesday against Winnipeg where it just felt like Dallas had a pulse on the entire game. Uh, They were forcing the issue. They controlled the puck for the majority of the time, they controlled possession and were just really controlling the pace of the entire game. And it just uh, it didn't have that feeling as Calgary really, really started to push in the final eight minutes or so. And of course, they cash in twice in order to get one. They had a goal uh, a goal called back on a great coach's challenge from Pete DeBoer uh, with the hand pass uh, from Backlund and the Stars in, which at least. Took their goal back for the time, and Stars just needed to hang on for five minutes, and they couldn't. Uh, they were getting uh, overwhelmed by Calgary and their ability to jump up in the rush, especially uh, their defensemen. A big, big credit to Calgary; they played really, really well as a as an entire unit, and they probably deserved the the entire two points. Um, it, there was a lot of uncharacteristic plays from multiple guys. In the contest, Miro made a couple of really, really terrible exits uh, or at least some clearing attempts, just throwing it off bodies on the back end, some weak clearing attempts, which led to some chances, led to one of the goals. But fortunately, that got called back. Uh, Lundquist early on just was making a a lot of uh, head scratching plays, too, which led to some great opportunities for Calgary. He didn't play the entire five minutes, I think. Uh, of, of the of the final third, uh, five minutes of the third period, excuse me. Uh, so still not really playing him in, in some of those tense situations. And uh, uh, Calgary comes out with a full two points and a big credit from them. They get goals from all three defensemen. Uh, if this was a, an audition for Tanev and Hannafin and the entire uh, D group for uh, Calgary, it, it went pretty darn well. Uh, really, the big news was a couple of hours before the game when Nikita Zdorov just got uh, traded to Vancouver for a, a couple of picks. And so they were out they were without him. And uh, their decor actually played really, really solid. Tanev was phenomenal. Uh, he, of course, he scores his first goal. Uh, of the season. He blocks a a ton of shots. I mean, Calgary blocked everything. It felt like uh, at stretches in the game, stars could just not get anything through. They ended up with 23 block shots uh, on the night. Hannafin picks up a goal. He looked really good. Um, And Wedgwood was really good in the contest too. I I mean, uh, he made a couple of really big stops. I mean, the stars were outshot in the second period, 11 to one. I mean, that pretty much tells you, Uh, how the game was kind of going at at some point. Uh, The Stars got outshot in the third period, 13-5. to It was 10-10 after the first 20 minutes. Uh, That was really the best period the Stars played, uh, but they were only able to come out of that period even uh, at two to piece. So uh, just not a lot of things went their way uh, in the contest, and they just didn't do enough to create chances for themselves. They didn't do enough to help them. Uh, in, in a lot of these situations, uh, and the Flames end up winning in overtime. Really weird overtime goal, too, because was that not goaltender's interference? To me, on the Codry goal, it, I mean, is there any doubt that he didn't interfere with Wedgwood catching the puck? I, I don't know. Um, it, it just felt really weird. Uh, the whole game was kind of cloudy for me in, in, a, in a lot of that way. Um I don't know, that felt kind of textbook, but at the same time, I didn't expect it to go the way for Dallas, (laughs) Um, just because it was kind of bang-bang, but I feel like Kadri sticks right in the glove of Wedgwood, which turns his glove down, and of course, it ends up in the back of his net. I I, I don't know. Uh, Either way, three-on-three wasn't really going the way the Stars would have liked. And uh, they cashed in off a nice pass from uh, Jonathan Huberto as well, who picks up a couple assists in the game. So, uh, but some positives, uh, Thomas Harley looked really good. I, I mean, the first goal the star scored was really pretty. Uh, Robertson on the entry, a nice pass to Pavelski, and then just a, a beautiful little turn in the bump back to Harley, who goes top cheddar on Markstrom to open the scoring uh, on the night, and then the next two goals uh, the Calgary scored were just some throw it in the mixer and get some good bounces. One goes off Suter, then it pinballs around. Hannafin comes in and bats it in uh, to give themselves a 2-1 uh, lead, but Marchment with a, a beautiful goal, exactly a minute to go on the third period uh, off a shot from the point by Haskinen. It hit Sagan right to Marchment, and he buries it up high on Markstrom to tie the game at two. And then the Uh, it was from there in the second period. I I mean, looking at some of the numbers uh, at five on five, it was even, but uh, the flames played with the puck for the majority of the time. Of course, he presented 60% for the flames in the uh, second period, 71% in the third period, 31 scoring chances, which uh, was a tad bit more than the stars in the contest. Dallas had 24 and just could not generate enough down the stretch. I mean, I mean, uh, it was just, the stars trying to clear and get changes. They looked really tired down the stretch too. Uh, They were icing the puck a ton. They just could not make clean exits from their own zone, which there in four fed a lot of what Calgary was doing. And they just came downhill and uh, really, really made uh, the stars pay. Uh, The the offense just was not quite there. It was going to be a tough, tough task with the way Calgary was playing too. And, it almost hurt that the stars were up (laughs) in the game uh, in the third period because they fell into a trap of just playing not to lose. And uh, that's never a good situation. I think if they were down, they would have created a lot more and probably had a bit more success Uh, on the offensive side of things, but they were trying to just cling on to the one goal lead, Uh, and Wedgwood was doing all he could as well, but it it just was not enough. They were playing on their heels way, way too much, and uh, Calgary cashed in to at least force the game to overtime. In a lot of ways, you got to be happy the Stars at least picked up a point, uh, which is never a bad thing, uh, but uh, you would have loved to have the full two points. It, it was right there for the taking, but you get outshot thirty-six to sixteen, uh, and it felt that way. It was pretty much all Flames in the second half of the game. But Marchment scores twice. First time he's done that since opening night a season ago, and he scores on a penalty shot. Beautiful little wrister up high on March, or on Markstrom. Excuse me. First time the Scars have scored. On a penalty shot since 2019, if you can believe it. And that was Dennis Guryanov against Carey Price. Uh, so, uh, some interesting things happened in the contest. But the Stars do fall by a final score of 4-3. to three, Just did not play well enough to earn the extra point, unfortunately. Uh, but I, I think this was a great game, too. That kind of shows the weaknesses of Dallas. They need help on the back end. Uh Even their guys that they're looking for answers uh, are struggling recently, just making a lot of uncharacteristic plays. Miro's into that category. Uh, Lundquist has been a bit off lately. Um, Hockenpott's been kind of a bright spot, actually. (laughs) I I feel like at least the last two games. Uh, But other than that, uh, just n- not a whole lot has been generated from the back end. Fords have done a great job in the last two of tracking back. I-, I mean, they broke up a ton of different rushes for Calgary. The Flames, it just felt like every time they came into the offensive zone, too, had a man cutting towards the net, and the puck seemed to end up on their stick uh, in-, in the season series and uh, the three games they've played, uh, which was a bit concerning. Uh, for for a lot uh, of the game. But uh, other than that, you just kind of have to brush this one off and you got to play tomorrow (laughs) and beat Tampa Bay. Uh, That's the nice thing about it. As they wrap up the month of November, they at least earn the points in the game. So let's uh, touch a bit more on this defense that has struggled here recently. Played a lot on their heels uh, in this game uh, against Calgary. I would love to touch on that in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Speaking of teams that win, the Dallas Cowboys with a huge win last night in a shootout against the Seattle Seahawks. If you've been thinking about joining Duel, there's no better time to do it. Get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options that include spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Those Dallas Cowboys, man, they probably hit all of the overs yesterday. Sprinkle in some money while you watch those Cowboys win as well. Why not? Go to FanDuel. You don't have to just play NFL, too. You got college football. You can play NHL, uh, NBA. I mean, tons of different options. Yep, so easy to use. You can win money, guys, by watching sports. So visit FanDuel.com to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So the Dallas Stars, after a OT loss last night to the Calgary Flames, they sit 2nd in the Central Division with 29 points. And they do drop to, what is it, 13-5-3 and now on the season. And uh, just a couple of points behind the Colorado Avalanche uh, as Dallas loses the season series to the Flames. It's already done (laughs) in the first, really, month and a half of the season, which is pretty crazy. And I think the Flames exposed a, a lot of what the Stars' issues are in the season series and what they have to be concerned about moving forward. Uh, Transition, uh, especially play at neutral ice and the turnovers and not being able to track back and allowing teams to get high-danger looks in the middle of the slot off rushes and uh, struggling to get pucks out of your own end. I mean, just a handful of times, half a dozen times, uh, For Miro on the nights uh, Lundquist, uh Suter, even just just not making very great sound plays. The simple play, you know, throwing it into bodies. Uh, and Calgary was aggressive too. They 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 held the zone, which created second chance opportunities. But the Stars aided them in in a lot of those opportunities. Just not making the high flip, playing weak backhands up the wall. Into roadblocks and it ends up coming back to bite you. Um, I, just taking a look at, at some of the grades on the night, Miro graded out really well, but uh, he just did not have a good night. I mean, that's not what we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, Hawk struggled a bit offensively, but he was good. Lindell was really, really, really poor, uh, in, in a lot of the, the game, so was Niels. Uh, Lundqvist just made a couple of head-scratching plays, as I mentioned. He also got beat off the rush a couple times. Zari almost undressed him a few times and actually scored the the game's first goal in the first period. But this defense needs help, and we're going to continue to bark bark on it. I've mentioned I was really keen on getting Zadorov. He's not an option anymore, and Zadorov went rather cheaply. It was a 2024 fifth-round pick. And a 2026 third-round pick, he probably would have got a ton more at the deadline. It may have just been one of those situations for Calgary where he wasn't happy. He already mentioned he he wanted to be off the books or, or wanted to be gone, and they just wanted to get rid of him. Uh, that's a huge win for Vancouver. They bolster themselves in, in, in that defense. Uh, uh, Zadorov now enters a, a great, great decor with Quinn Hughes, who's about to win the Norse Trophy with the way he's been playing lately. And, and the Stars are going to have to bolster it somehow. And the Flames have two great options. Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev. Uh, I think either one, you can pick your poison, so to speak. Uh, Tanev was really, really great in the night. He's kind of your just shut down defenseman, gritty, block shots, physical, and can move a little bit. Uh, Of course, he scored a goal in the game off a fortunate bounce, but uh, he, he creates chances for others. Uh, Hannafin, I really like. He plays on their power play unit, even though the Flames power play is not very good. Of course, you wouldn't have to do that here. Uh, he's a big guy uh, and a little bit more offensively inclined. He, he's younger, too. He may come at a more lofty of a price. I don't know. At this point, uh, I don't. if you're Jim Neal, I, I don't think it matters what price it's going to be. You just have to give it. You got to uh, clear up some cap space somehow. To get a guy in here that can solve some problems, the Stars need to solve problems. Uh, and uh, l- look, I, I'm not coming at Jim Neal right now. We're a month and a half into this thing. It, it's not panic mode. Stars are second in the Central Division. They have a, a ways to go. Um, and, and plus, they don't want to be letting the world know they're desperate. Uh, there's there's a, a little bit of nuance into this thing and how to play it. You can't be telling everybody, "Oh, we need help. We need help." Then Teams are really going to fleece you if they know you're desperate. So uh, it's not like Neil needs Jim Neal needs to make a decision now, but at some point down the road, it's going to have to be made. And look, he knows that. He's no shy. He's no stranger to making deals at the deadline. He's done it in past. If the Stars have a chance, and they have a much better chance than they've had in recent seasons, he always buys in at the deadline it feels like uh, at most times uh to to at least solidify his squad whether that's a forward or a defenseman and the stars could really use some help on the back end uh the course four percentage for the defense uh Lindell and Hacapa at the bottom uh 20 just over 20 Lundquist is down there too it just hardly didn't have a great night but I, I thought he was fine uh one of the bright spots, I feel like, for Dallas in the game. Neal's only played 11 and a half minutes. Harley played 18, which is a good sign. But Miro and Ryan both above 20. Uh, Lindell and Hawkinpo did too because they had to play some uh, PK time. Uh, and the PK was good. They went two for two, had to kill one in the third period to hold on to a 3-2 lead. That is an issue, and which is a, is a great sign. The number one PK on the road. Stars have been great. Uh, away from the American Airlines Center in general, and uh, the PK continues to to be that. Uh, they just get timely goaltending, too. I mean, Wedgwood killed off a penalty basically himself <laughs> uh, at, at one point, and uh, the defense helped him out, too, especially on that second power play. Stars uh, got a couple of, of great blocks and uh, were able to uh, clear the puck down the ice. Uh, a few times, uh, th- it was just such a weird game. I-, I I don't really have a a finger on the pulse of that one. Like, yeah, the, the Stars lost, but uh, they were in it for the majority of the game. Um, it-, it wasn't like they played terrible. I- it- it's not like it was a complete col- collapse like the last time they they played Calgary. Just didn't play well enough to win. Didn't have the puck enough and weren't creating offense. Didn't play in the offensive zone for like the final 10 minutes of the third period. I love to see the ozone possession numbers. Stars were nowhere in in around Markstrom uh, for the majority of that third period. And if you allow teams to come downhill, you like that. Uh, It's just a matter of time before they score. Uh, And they absolutely did. So, uh, Stars fall in OT, pick up two or three out of the possible four points on the road trip, which in the grand scheme of things is is a good thing when looking back on it. There is such a thing as losing gracefully, and the Stars lost gracefully last night against Calgary. Let's talk about Mason Marchmont a little bit, as I just absolutely hammer my mic. Apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Marchmidt has been really, really good, and uh, obviously the help of someone else coming into the lineup has led to that, but uh, he's done a lot of great work himself as well. And let's touch on Mason. Let's have some positive vibes to uh, finish this one off in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities Jason Robertson's could score 50 goals. The Dallas Stars could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You heard me right, Stars fans, 100 times your cash. All you got to do is pick studs. You got a great slate coming up on Saturday with a bunch of games. I think there's 14 games. Pick your big horses, your Robertsons, your Pavelski, who has an eight-game point streak. Not a big deal. Record more or less on certain projections, like goals, assists, and that's how you win cash. You can win 100 times your bet by just picking projections, more or less on goals, assists, saves, all that good stuff and you can win that by playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention, nail those picks, and you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and with location availability. So Mason Marchment has uh, been a bright spot for the Stars this season, and uh, we were hoping this was the Marchment we were going to get a year ago when he was off to that incredible start of course scored two goals in the first game of the season and ironically he scored his first two goals or multi-goal game since that night yesterday uh, against Calgary with a couple of great shots uh, including a, a beautiful penalty shot too uh, stars haven't catched in on one of those in a while since uh, 2019 as I mentioned so that was fun to watch by the way locked on has started the first-ever National Sports 24 streaming channel. Go ahead and check that out. All of your local experts on Locked On, plus the national shows covering every league. So go on YouTube, subscribe to that, the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. So Mason Marchment picks up a, a couple of goals in the game. So far this season, he's up to six goals on the season, seven assists, and he now has 13 points in the first Twenty games, which uh, is a is a great great start to his campaign. And look, they're not expecting Marchment to light up the world. Uh, but when he came over from Florida, he, he had forty seven points in his final season with the Panthers in fifty four games. Uh, that was a a lot of uh, a lot of ups. Side and, uh, you know, you know, they went in on him. They gave him a, a good deal to come over to Dallas. And his first season was rather disappointing. Just 12 goals in 68 games and 31 points. But uh, he's on a much better pace this season. Uh, he, he'll be right around his career high at 47 if he keeps this up. But uh, I don't think there's any way he probably doesn't eclipse his career high with the addition of Matt Duchesne. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention that. Matt Duchesne has unlocked something in Marchman, But also, Marchman is just playing a lot better. He He's a lot more direct with his play. And I've always loved his gritty style. I've always been high on him, even a year ago when he was not playing very good. Cause he just adds that kind of dynamic that I think the stars lost in Alexander Radulov, where he's a little bit unhinged and he can make things happen. He's a little bit of a Bambi sometimes, but uh, he draws a lot of penalties. He's top 10 in, in the league and that he's also top 10 in taking penalties, which is sometimes you got to You got to take a, a little bit of the medicine sometimes with guys like Marchment, but I mean, a really, really great game against Calgary uh, yesterday, and it's just nice to see him get going. He's just another piece of the puzzle for Dallas, and uh, he's fit right in with Sagan and Duchesne, Uh, and uh, I I think it's so great that Marchment is having a great start to the season so far. Hopefully, he can continue that uh, down the stretch. He actually graded out really, really well uh, in the game yesterday. Uh, one of the the highest scores that he's had uh, in a game, just around two, which was uh, a great sign. He did a little bit of everything in the game. Uh, he was hard on the forecheck. He tracked back a couple times and, and broke up some uh, some transition plays for Calgary, which he was very noticeable in that department in the last two games here. And the Stars' forwards in general, the group was uh, was really really hard on getting back and, and getting sticks in some passing lanes. It was a it was a full fledged positionalist hockey yesterday uh I mean with both sides defensemen playing forwards half the time in front of the nets uh, of course uh, it was all defensemen who did the scoring besides the the couple of marchment goals uh so it, it was it was a really really weird game at the saddle dome uh, as I mentioned and uh I'll, I'll keep saying that I'll beat the dead horse because it was uh, a contest that the stars really never had a firm grasp on. And it, it was complete opposite to that game against Winnipeg. Sometimes it just feels like they're controlling everything. Uh, they're getting stops. They control the pace of play and they're forcing the issue more times than not. And they were certainly not forcing the issue enough against Calgary, uh, but uh, they get to move on play tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I'll be able to do a bonus episode of Locked on Stars tomorrow uh, on Saturday. So, very, very excited about that. So, be on the lookout for that. Stars playing afternoon, uh, noon game, by the way. 1 o'clock start. Very weird. Uh, But a 1 o'clock Saturday start for the Stars against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, that should be an intriguing matchup. Be sure to follow me on the Twitter at JoeyTheJet19. Thank you for another fantastic week. Locked on Stars. I hope you enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you next week if you don't get to the episode on Saturday. But appreciate all the love and support as well. Be sure to uh, follow me on the Twitter, as I mentioned. Feel free to comment your concerns about the Stars, your biggest takeaways, whatever you want. Go ahead and vent to me here as the Stars fall in OT to the Calgary Flames by a final score of 4-3 to yesterday. That'll do it for the weekend. We'll see you next time. So long, Stars fans.